everyone, and welcome to Snore Gab, my least favorite podcast. And, and my second favorite. Second favorite? That's pretty good. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't like podcasts, so. <laughs> so you only <laughs> listen to two, and we're the sec- your second favorite podcast? No, I'm just saying I don't like podcasts, so I don't really have a favorite, so I don't really like this. So, so you do a podcast, but you don't like podcasts? No, I'm just kidding, I don't. I, yeah, I enjoy podcasts. This podcast sucks, though. <laughs> this is a horrible podcast. <laughs> I am Uncle Ponyboy. I'm here with my buddy, DJ Gill, Daniel J. Gillens. And this week, we watched Final Destination 5. Fiver. Yes, yes. Uh, the old fiver. So, I, the reason I wanted to watch this is I had never seen this one, and I read an article about it, and it was talking about how it was like pretty much the best... Final Destination since the first one. Disagree. Hard disagree. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, This is like the prime example of how a movie can can have like decent ratings and suck balls. (laughs) So like 90% of the movies we watch, I have poor Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Metacritic, uh, scores, that type of stuff. This one had decent scores. Like so like 60 in the 60s on Rotten Tomatoes, uh 50 on Metacritic, something like that. No, that's pretty respectable ratings for like a horror movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh and so I went into this with like fairly high expectations and it sucked. Yeah, it was uh we, we talked about it a little bit too much uh CGI. Yeah, I mean, we'll I will get into all the problems with it, but yeah, definitely like the effects are shit. Yeah. The actors are shit. The stories. Stories, not, I mean, not any different than any other Final Destination. So, I, I mean, I wasn't really disappointed with the story or the plot or anything. I was pretty disappointed with the acting. But the acting's really bad. Um, you know, in some of these people, uh, Jacqueline Wood, who played Olivia, she was on, uh, like, 1,100 episodes of uh, Bold and the, the Beautiful. Beautiful which yeah. tells you what kind of actress she is. <laughs> <laughs> Brutes. Uh, I mean, but I mean, so I guess like the you were telling me the lead. So Nicholas de de ghost de ghosto. I don't know. What sure, that sounds yeah. good. I guess you said he was in uh, that new Gotham or something. He yeah, he's, Harvey, he's playing Harvey, Harvey Dent. Dent. Yeah, yeah. And like, dude, this guy. I swear to God, like his acting style could best be described as like a potato. Yeah, a handsome potato. Yes, he's. He, there's no like a. There's no emotion in anything that he does, man. Like, you don't feel any... Like, he doesn't act scared. He doesn't act like excited. He'll be on-screen acting, and you'll forget that he's on-screen acting. Yeah. While he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a potato. You, like, zone out. It's just bland. <laughs> it's nothing. You just full zone out while you're yeah. watching it. Yeah, and... Uh, but, yeah. So, anyways, Final Destination 5. <laughs> what year did this come out? 2011. Okay, so it's fairly recent. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. So, like, I mean, I've watched a few of the other Final Destination movies. The other, like... I think pre- I saw all of them except for this one. So, well, the, like... The, during the original releases of them. Yeah, I, I never went and saw... I think I saw the first one in theaters, but that was the only one. Uh, I watched the third one not too long ago because it was on Netflix and was pleasantly surprised. It was a fun watch one night for... You know, I didn't have anything in mind to watch, and I just turned yeah. it on, and it was entertaining. Like all of these are always, entertaining. they've all been pretty entertaining, and I, I don't think that 
I don't understand somebody saying this one's like the best one in the franchise since the first one because I completely disagree with that. No, I mean the third one was far superior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it was terrible. Well, also, and when the first one came out, man, I was like a early teens, and it was like yeah. So this was back when like the originals came out when like CGI violence was kind of like taken off. Yeah. Well, I mean it was like it wasn't. I don't know. That is peak, bro. Well, it wasn't, it, like, when you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, shit, this isn't good. But it was just, like, that was, like, it was happening so much, and, like, you were kind of accustomed to it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, violence has gotten so much better recently. Uh, They've been doing a lot more, seems like a lot of movies are trying to do more practical effects again. Well, and then, even in, like, television shows and stuff, like, like blood and stuff is not. They oh, don't, dude, they don't Hannibal. Yeah, they don't CGI blood and like I'm just you know, uh, it's just one of those things where, and even when they do CGI blood and like violence and stuff like that nowadays, it looks less fake than well, it did about the, around this time. It's more like in addition to the practical effects too. Like it adds to the. Like they use it a lot of times to do blood spray or something, right. but the, it may be a practical effect. So now it's like, these days, a lot of CGI effects are coupled with practical effects, and I think that's the best of both worlds, and they've, like, they're starting to figure it out. Well, it's gotten a lot better, because I remember when the, the re, well, not the remake, the, I guess, sequel, semi-reboot of the thing came out, and it was, they had done all these amazing practical effects for it, like the original one, and then the studio, I guess, came in and said... Let's just, let's just let's just CGI everything, right? And they went back over like all the practical effects with CGI, and it people there are people that despise that movie because of that. Yeah, well, and I, I'm just saying though, like there's definitely like a timeline of CGI, and around the time this movie came out, I think is when CGI peaked in popularity as far as like they just used it for everything. Yeah, and yeah. now we've kind of started a trend back towards practical effects mixed with CGI, uh, but this was like kind of at the height of like let's make this thing gory as fuck, but let's do it all with CGI. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And that doesn't doesn't work well. I mean, it's unless, like watching a video game. Unless they had, and and I, I didn't do much research on it. Unless they actually did like supplement it with CGI, but maybe just over supplement it a little bit and have because. In, in the article that I was reading, and I can't remember what website it was on, but they were saying that it had some good practical effects in it. and I didn't notice any practical effects. Yeah, it was... There, were, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't... Like, there weren't any that stood out. Like, that was a great practical yeah. effect. No, it all looked CGI to me. Yeah. And, like, bad CGI, kind of. It was noticeable. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe the closest... Well, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to get into the deaths yet. Okay. So, I mean, so, well, and that's the, I mean, that's the thing with Final Destination, right? All of them is like, it's just, you're, we're just watching like somebody come up with like the most fucked up way they can think of to kill people, yeah. which is a fun concept because it, the movie is literally just about the deaths and like, and the, the death scenes. And that's what the whole thing is about. And that's they're, they're, what we're listen, all about. Like, that's what we fucking love, right? Every movie we talk about the death scenes. We're like, we don't care. We just want to see the death scenes. Well, and and dude, this this one has a. There's a couple really good ones I thought in this, but they're entertaining. I think they. There's yeah. I mean, there's some good. There's some good stuff in it, whether it's CGI or not. There's some cool deaths. I think still. It's so, just that the CGI takes away from it. That and then so this one, I I feel like I haven't seen the fourth one, so I don't know if the fourth one was like this, but. Like, I feel like the, so, like, in this one, we start to, like, really go out of the way to, to like, set up these deaths. 
Yeah. So oh, like yeah. in the in the first few movies, it was like yeah, there's like a chain reaction type yeah, thing, yeah. but it was always like somewhat like believable. And this like we get so far out on some of the well, let, let's and let's just start right there and talk about the opening scene, right? Yeah, the opening I mean, scene is the longest. So every movie starts out with the, with somebody having this like vision of a death that's going to occur and like like a mass like accident that's right. going to happen, mm-hmm. right? So they that's going to kill a group of people. Yeah, so that this movie starts out the exact same way, but this one is by far the longest, but it's not longest as in like it shows a bunch of people getting like horribly killed. It's the longest as in like it sets up everything way too much. Like yeah. it's all these crazy chain reactions that happen, which I mean, I understand that life can be like that. Yeah, and it really wasn't though, but there wasn't all these chain reactions. I mean, it's pretty simple. They drive a bus out onto the bridge. There's construction going, and that causes the... There's the, high wind. Right. High yeah. wind causes the bridge. They're cutting out holes in the bridge to, like, fix the shit, and they end so, up... So like, it they, kind of is a chain reaction. Yeah, it is a chain reaction, but it's, like, it's pretty simple, right? They drive out onto the bridge. The bridge collapses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Right, and then... But what they take so... Like, what takes so long in this is... First, they set up... They kind of set up the character's... Prior to this, so you have to go through why they're on the bus, where they're going, who all these main characters we're supposed to care about are, and then we get into them on the bus, and then we have to go through every single one of them dying. So all these people, one of the guys, uh, the main character, Nicholas D'Agosto, or however you say his name, the main potato, main potato, is a a, sh- a chef, a sous chef. He's a, a sous chef basically at a, at a restaurant. Right, but he also works as a salesman at a paper company. Yeah, yeah. They all work at Dunder Mifflin. They, yeah, they're Dunder Mifflin Bros. Uh, and the, this, so this is the 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 group of friends are Molly, who the main potato's in love with, but she doesn't want. Yeah, at the beginning be of the movie, him. she's like, I don't want to be with you. Uh, Miles Fisher, who's uh, Tom Cruise. Tom, basically, yes, he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, looks exactly like him, just with like thicker eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and I would venture to say better hair. Yeah, I mean, he has really nice hair. He's got some good. Like hair. the dude's never gonna go bald. No, he's for got some. Sure. He's got some nice hairs. Going I mean, on. his hairline comes down to his eyebrows. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. It almost looks like they just are are his eyebrows. Yeah, it's just all one piece. Uh, <laughs> So Candace, Candace the gymnast, the she's gymnast. a gymnast, and this is a uh, does not. I mean, she doesn't look like a gymnast. This is Peter's lover. Yeah, Peter and Candace are together. Then there is the aforementioned Olivia. Yeah, she she's the one that was on Bold and Beautiful. Yes, and um, she's like the bad chick, rocker chick. Yeah, she pulls up with some dude in a uh, an old van. Yeah. Uh, and then you never see the dude again. But, yeah. Uh, and then Isaac, played by P.J. Byrne, who is... So this guy doesn't make any fucking sense He's to the me. biggest douchebag I've ever seen. Okay, so like, life. there's always like the douchey sex addict guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's like also... He's also the nerd. Yeah. So he like... he Somehow he's like encomp- encompassing two stereotypes. So they have, they have two guys that are like the level-headed... Uh, Good looking, clean cut guys. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the black guy, Arlen Escapeta. Yeah, he plays uh, Nathan. Nathan. Uh, And then we have the bad girl. We have the goody good girl. And then the like. We have the unassuming hero. Right. I mean, it's just like you have all these like tropes and stereotypes. And then you have PJ Byrne as Isaac, who is. The nerdy. The nerdy uh, bro. 
I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? Kinda, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know how to describe. Him He's kind of like the brother on a Kevin Threever. Yeah, he, I, you know, he, Kevin Three, Kevin Three, Kevin Three, Kevin Three. You know, he's like. So the best way I could describe it is he's like, um, he's like a mixture of like Stifler and Finch. Yeah. Oh American yeah. Pie. Totally. Yeah. Like that's what he's like. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, but I weird. Anyways. Yeah. So it introduces all of them, and then they all get on a bus because they're going on a like company retreat, mm-hmm. and their boss is played by David Ketchner, who's amazing one of my favorite actors. he's not so amazing funny. he's not amazing in this movie he doesn't really do anything in this yeah he's movie. not in it much and then you know i mean this guy's done some cool stuff anchorman obviously and he did cheap thrills which is a great fucking movie uh i mean he's in the office we keep talking about the oh office. yeah yeah uh, yeah you know but, but he he's so he doesn't have much to do in this movie and so they all go with him he's the boss they go on this uh this company retreat and they stop on this bridge and this is where Main Potato has his... Yeah, he has a vision. So he, He's a precog. He cuts his finger. Yeah, on the back of the seat. Yeah, And then pictures their whole death. So these are all pretty okay, I guess. Uh, there's, a so, few, there's a few that stand out as better than others. Yeah, so in his vision... Uh, the first one to go is uh, Candace. Yes. Peter's yeah. girlfriend. They all get off the bus. She... For some reason, climbs over the barrier and and gets stuck yeah. right where the bridge initially starts cracking and falling apart. So she falls. Yeah, she falls down and she lands on the um, it's like the sail, the mast. The, yeah, of the uh, of like a sailboat, and it like rams through the middle of her body, and her like intestines, intestines like fly out and swing around and stuff, which doesn't look good. Yeah, see it. I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good. The intestines like flying out of her body doesn't look good. And here's the other thing that we didn't mention is I'm pretty sure this movie was originally released in 3D. Yeah, it was. And yeah. so you're not going to have any, like, I mean, in order to make it 3D, it has to be a CGI effect. Listen, we talked about this uh, with uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Right. It was, like, very noticeable when they tried to make something 3D and it was kind right. of distracting. So I'm guessing her intestines are supposed to be, like, 3D coming out at you. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't look good in 2D. No. It, no. At all. So, no, it doesn't. I mean, it no, looked, no. yeah. It looks like Mortal Kombat graphics. Yeah, it, yeah. Which is what Fatal- I would fatality. I would argue all of the these look like uh, X like Xbox three sixty Mortal Kombat graphics. Yeah, they're not great. No, but anyways, uh, so she dies, and then I don't remember the order the rest of them die in. Yeah, I don't really remember either. It's uh, let's see. Plus, it's su- such a long scene. It, it it's hard to describe scene, everything yeah. that happens. Almost four minutes and 44 seconds long is how long it is. And that's what we were... Yeah. That whole thing was leading to that. I had forgotten about it until just now, if I'm going to be honest. But yeah, that's, we were all... We were leading back to that. Yeah, they... Uh, four minutes and 44 seconds long, this opening scene, man. It's insane. Oh, uh, yeah, of them dying. And then later when they... So they let's just go through the rest of the deaths. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I know for a fact that Peter is uh, he's climbing up a, a railing and a truck yeah. with a bunch of rebar lets the rebar go and it all like stabs him. His is my favorite because he's as he's falling with all the oh, rebar yeah, that's, that's in his, the best part in his sure. body. He hits like the concrete 
at oh, the dude. base of the bridge that's holding it up, and his head like explodes. Have you ever thrown a rotten apple against something? No, I haven't. Yeah, it just like that's what it's like. It just it explodes, explodes everywhere. Yeah. And there's this great sound of like rebar hitting concrete when Doom. he yeah, and the sound of a head exploding. Yeah, pretty great. It's a great. It's a great one. Uh, uh, Mr. Potatoes. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Potato's death it wasn't anything special. Which no, was surprising. he gets he gets cut in half by some sheet metal. Yeah, that falls off a, a, a the truck. Same, it's the same truck that had the rebar on it. Which yeah, Mr. Potato's probably too generous of a name because at least you can display different emotions on Mr. Potato. Oh, head. boom! But Maine Potato does not show crushing any. it. He's just, just a, he's just a normal Idaho potato. Yeah, yeah. So nothing special no, about this potato. Nothing at all. You can like buy a, he's like a microwaved up. potato. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And then Molly's the one that she she escapes across the beam yeah, between she, the broken parts of the the bridge. But the thing is, so I noticed this the, the second time I watched yeah, it. There's a big plot hole here. Yeah. So she's she's cro- she's walking across this beam like balancing herself like she's on a tightrope, and the whole time her hand is like touching. Well, no, she reaches over and grabs it at one right. point. But then she like tries to balance herself again and just walk on the beam instead of using the handrail as. Right, something to hold onto and walk. Yeah, actually, I thought there was a plot hole here, but I guess there isn't because she doesn't die. No, she doesn't die in the opening sequence. So there, everybody does except for her. Except for her. Yeah, and then at the and then I realized at the end that, yeah, I thought there was a plot hole because like she has, she she does die. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But I guess it. I don't know. It just seems like a plot hole to me. So you're just like throwing a, you're just throwing that out there that pl- you're just saying plot I'm hole. I'm just saying plot hole. I did, well, because I don't want to give too, I don't want to like. I don't really know what it is. I don't want to talk about the end of the movie before we get there. So I can't talk this out. So like, I feel like there's like something that's wrong with this, but I can't talk it out and think about it right now. Because, well, we'll get to that because so, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So when we get to the end, we'll, I'll bring this back up and we'll, I'll see if you can straighten me. Out okay. This, all right. So. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, uh, Candace, uh, she was the one that she falls through. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Olivia falls and then a car crushes her while she's in the water. Isaac, he get oh, he's stuck. He's in the bathroom of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it falls off the bridge. Talking to one of his bitches. bitches. Yeah. Like what is, what is going on with this guy? Like every time he, okay. So this guy gets throughout the entire movie, basically he gets phone calls from random girls that he's sleeping with yeah and then he's always trying to like hit on another girl while while he's, he's on the phone with whatever girl he's on the phone with and, yeah, it makes no sense yeah and he like doesn't know their names that's another plot hole yeah it's so, how is this so guy getting weird, so man. much pussy it's such, <laughs> it's such a weird thing that's going on i don't yeah i don't get it i don't quite anyway so he yeah he's in the back of the bus the bus falls forward he gets like thrown to the front of the bus and then when yeah. it hits the water it the glass smashes in. Oh, that's right. And David Kessner's character falls off the side and he's holding on and a truck yeah. full of like hot tar falls on his face. That one's pretty cool because like his his yeah. you see his hand his hands up on the bridge and it's covered in tar and then you see like his fingers slide out of his skin. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty tight. Uh and then Arlen the uh what's his name again? Nathan. Nathan. So Nathan um just gets hit by one of the suspension lines. He sees all this, and then he realizes he wakes up, realizes that it's about to happen, so he gets everybody off the bus. And yes. here's the other thing that's really fucked up: like <clears throat> it takes four and a half minutes for the bridge to fall, 
originally in his dream where everyone's dying. The sequence of events between them realizing that the bridge is starting to fall and the bridge actually falling takes four and a half minutes. When they, in real life, after the vision, get off the bus... It's and like 35 seconds, man. It's like, yeah, the bridge immediately falls. There's no way those as soon as they're As soon as they're out of, like, harm's way, the bridge just, just completely falls It's like a 15-second run from the bus yeah. to the end of the bridge, and then the bridge falls. Well, when you brought that up while we were watching it, too, I, I was looking to see if there was anything in the background that showed it being at, to that point, you know, where right. they were at. And there is a, there's a part where you see the road separate, but then immediately after that, it's, it's falling falls, through. Which yeah, yeah. They stand on one side of the bridge after the road separated and try to get to the other side for a good two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, fuck that. Yeah, it was... Uh, I didn't notice that until you pointed it out, and I was like, oh, man, that's... Yeah, no, that just immediately bothered me when we watched it. So they're supposed to be cheating death, so wouldn't the same exact thing? Yeah, be happening I mean, I here? would imagine that the bridge would fall in the exact same way, <clears throat> since the vision that he saw was the way it was really supposed to work out. Right. Yeah. So. so anyway, they all die. He wakes up, and he's on the bus, and then he's like, "Oh shit! Everybody get off the bus!" So like every other Final Destination movie, right? They cheat death. Yeah. They so they cheat death. They get off the bus, and the Candyman is. Oh, Tony Todd. Well, for, first of all, the cop, for some reason, thinks like he has something to do with it because he was like, we got to get off the bus. Yeah, like, they they think that Potato has... Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. He just is convinced that he has something to do with it. Yeah. there. I, we're going to skip a lot of details. Yeah, because there's, because there's a whole lot that doesn't... So, okay, there's this whole subplot where Nathan, he works at this, this factory, right? Yeah. Because they, they all supposedly work together at this paper company or whatever the fuck it is. So and... This, yeah. He he's like the foreman of the like he's like over the shop basically mm-hmm. where they like it like the, the uh yeah the shop I guess the warehouse work. work yeah the factory work the factory work yeah and he uh he's getting into it with this union boss that works down in the factory and it's like this whole thing it doesn't have I mean I guess it does kind of tie in later yeah it ties in but it doesn't really have any impact but ba- so I it, mean I guess essentially they figure out that that's how you um. There's two things that make them figure out that like how to cheat death again is you yeah, have to yeah. they it's the same as all the other Final Destination movies you have to talk to Tony Todd talk to Tony Todd <laughs> and he'll tell you that because he's always there you have to have somebody die in your place and then yeah. you get their remaining years right and, and they so, just randomly go up to him and ask him that but, okay so let's talk about. The, the first death. Let's just go ahead and jump to that. So this whole storyline, this subplot with Nathan and his, like, shit-starting subordinate, basically, that that ties in later, but it's this whole subplot in the movie where they're just, like, bickering, bickering. and hating each other, yeah, basically. It, it's like two or three scenes. Honestly, Nathan's not in this movie very much at yeah, all. Yeah, he's not really. He's just kind of a side character. And that's fine. But, so, yeah, let, I mean, let's get into it, because it's, there's really not much plot. The rest of it is just everyone dying. I mean, we've yeah. gone through 30 minutes of the movie within yeah. the opening scene. Yeah, yeah. It's so long. And oh, yeah. And out. And, yeah. yeah. So, so, basically, the first person that, that bites the dust of the group is Candace, the gymnast. The gymnast, yes. So, th- this scene is my favorite one, I think. I mean, this this one, to me, is the one that stood out as, like... Now, I, kn- I know you said, like, it doesn't look like somebody could die that way. But I still think it was... It had that... Uh, it, it just had, like, an effect on you. Like, you were... It made you cringe. Yeah, no. So, I... 
the first thing, okay, so she's a gymnast and she's doing um, some tricks on like the high bars or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever you call the gymnast moves. First, she, <laughs> first she's, she's on, on the, on the balance, balance beam. beam. Okay, yeah. and so it's hot as balls in this gym. So they turn on the air conditioner. The air conditioner is above the balance beam. Yeah, and as the fans, so come so on, Peter's in there though because it's his girlfriend, and he's he's cheering her on basically, like be aggressive, right? Be aggressive. It's like somebody's dad in the stands. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was really weird. He's the only person there because it's <laughs> practice or whatever. Doesn't yeah. matter. So she does the balance beam. A, uh, the, a uh, screw comes loose from the yeah. air conditioner above the balance beam and perfectly like lands perfectly straight up on the balance beam. And I'm gonna tell you, like I was like tense. It's a tense scene about yeah. this because like. I, you know she's, someone's going to step on this nail. Well, I've stepped on a nail, and that shit sucks. Uh, yeah, and it's just sitting there on the balance beam, and there's like this big buildup and tension of like when she's going to step on yeah. it. And she then just she, barely misses it over She barely and over misses again. it over and over again, and then she, she dismounts, and she's... So, she's done with her routine. There's also uh, water dripping yeah, so there's from, water. The, from the, the air handling unit up top. But they also have a fan... Yeah. On the ground turned on that has a extension cord. Wire. Yeah, there's yeah. an extension cord laying there, and the water's dripping like on it. So but that's kind of like a uh, a, a, a psych by them, you know. That is yeah. So again, that doesn't play into it at all. So she goes up and she gets on the balance beam and she's like swinging on it. And there's another like uh, there's another like fake out with the. Uh, it looks like it's gonna come apart. You know, it looks like the screws coming oh, loose on the or not the balance beam. Yeah, like balance on the beam. uneven bars. Yes, yes. So they. Well, yeah, so she gets off the balance beam, and then she's walking towards the puddle of water that has an like bare electrical wire sitting in it. Yeah. And she's about to step on it, and she drops her towel And then on steps it. on the towel on and the water. Yeah, and so she doesn't get electrocuted, so you get psyched out there. Then she gets on the uneven bars, and there's, yeah, like a screw loose in that, so you yeah. think the bars are going to come apart. Yeah. Uh, and the girl on the balance... The, another, another girl, girl gets, gets on the balance, balance beam. beam. Yeah, and she starts going through. She does... Land on the screw and that's right in her heel. <laughs> yeah, and so dude, that like that is probably what to me like was more upsetting than anything else. In really? This movie. Yeah, I don't know why I got super anxious about her stepping on that screw. I was like, I just knew it was coming, didn't want to see it, but like couldn't look away. And she definitely stepped on it. Yeah, and so she steps on it and falls into, into like the, the fan. No, the no, bucket. Yeah. The bucket of like the powder they put on their hands whenever mm-hmm. they're doing the uneven bars and stuff. It hits the fan and blows into her, into Candace's face while she's swinging on the uneven bars. Yes. And for some reason, instead of like not letting go, she lets go. She just lets go of the bar. She just lets go of the bar and like flips into the air and lands like on her like chin, chin and neck. And she just, her body literally just folds over on top of her. Yeah, and it's a continuous shot. Like it's. I liked it, man. It looks, I thought it was it's a just, great shot. It looks like Mortal Kombat. Well, that's okay. I like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's good for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, not a huge, uh, but yeah, like not her Final Destination Five. Her, uh, yeah, like her knees, like she's bent, like her her heels are at the back of her head. They're on the floor, or yeah, the floor on the sides of her head. Her so, femur's like sticking out of her leg. Yeah, all her bones are sticking out and stuff. And it's all CGI, so it doesn't. It's not that. It's really not like. That Damn it, man! Affecting to me. I liked it. I, that's fine. Like, I mean, I, I just don't like. It didn't affect me. It's not like in like some show, like or movie, where it's like some sort of like CGI dummy where like the bones are sticking out of the skin. And they like look at it real close, and it looks like like the camera pans in on it, and 
it's like disgusting because it looks real. It just doesn't look real, and it's like just this like quick shot of it. And well, it looks- when she when it shows her laying there all broken, the camera like comes in on her for a second, so it's a few seconds of the camera like coming in. Yeah, but just, there's just not enough detail for me. Like, no, I understand. It, it looks. Yeah. It doesn't look real. I don't feel any like it doesn't make me like you would. I know what you're saying. It doesn't give me that feeling I get when I see something that looks like someone's femurs are literally <laughs> sticking out of their legs, you know? When you see something like that that looks real, like it makes you feel disgusting. Yeah, and I don't think it was convincing enough to make you feel that way. No. Uh, I mean, still, a, like, de- it's a fun, like, little scene. No, watch. I think it's a great yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Definitely. I just wish it was executed a little better. Yeah. So, basically, at this point, so Peter... Let's let's talk about Peter's character just for a second here, right? So, he's this like undeveloped. Yeah, <laughs> they don't develop any like they spend so much time on Potato, and yeah, he, and he has like no no emotion. You're, you're not invested in him at all because you don't like it's like watching a potato again, and like yeah, like how much emotion are you going to invest in a potato? Not as much as Mister Potato. No, not at all. But so. Eh, Peter just like develops into this like he watches her die and then he just like becomes a serial killer. Yeah. So basically overnight he snaps. Yeah. Like he comes into work the next day, has a big bottle of liquor, and they all get, get drunk. wasted together. Yeah. But then they're like, okay, that was weird. One of our friends just died. Horribly. Right. Well then it happens again. Yeah, who's the next one? I think this one is uh let's see, second death. It's Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he he goes to a masseuse while they're all drinking. Getting Peter's like t- making everybody get drunk with him. Which okay. So I understand that his girlfriend just died yeah, horribly. No, so this is, that's all fine. You know, yeah. most people don't become a psychopath overnight. No, and I I would I anyone. would say <laughs> that he's not displaying psychopath uh, features yet, but those develop pretty quickly here uh, uh, within like two hours I yeah think. i think i don't know really what the time frame of this movie no, is but because no. they don't do a good job of that but anyway so he goes uh isaac goes to this is the douchey nerdy guy yeah but, he, uh, he goes to the masseuse and he so th- there's this uh, attractive woman that works at the counter. masseuse that yeah. works at the counter there and he's trying to he's on the phone with this girl he calls kimber i guess it's not her actual name and then he it's amber yeah. Like, oh yeah, I said Amber. Oh yeah. It doesn't inconsequential. No, this guy's horrible. But basically he goes in and he's trying to get a happy ending massage. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, let me hook you up. Yeah, and he goes back there and it's an old lady and he starts making all these jokes about basically everything about her. Right. The way she talks, everything that she's saying. Yeah, he just is like a real dickhole and she Basically goes chiropractic on him. Yeah. And like fucks him up. Yeah, cracks all of his bones. Uh, Intensely. She's like throwing him around everywhere. Right. And so while we're watching him get the massage, we realize that the um, leg of the massage table is loose. Yes, yes. Also, when he walks in the room, there's a Buddha on the wall, and he says some douchey thing like, Ho, ho, Buddha, you're eating too much fast food, or some bullshit. (laughs) He makes the worst joke anyone could make. Yeah, at this, like, Buddha statue. Which is basically Uh, just him as a human being. Right. I mean, he's fat. No, I mean, like, just a huge joke. Oh, yeah, that too. But that also. Yeah, and he's fat. Both things. Yeah, he looks like Buddha. He does Except with hair. And glasses. Anyways, he... uh, Okay, so then he gets acupuncture yeah uh and while he's laying there with the needles the all of a sudden like something catches on fire in the corner of the room yeah 
Uh, some incense fall on a rag that has alcohol on it. They catch on fire. He's got all these needles in him from the acupuncture, and he apparently can't just stand up. Right. Which is not a thing. And so as he's struggling to like get help, uh, because there's a small little fire on a rag over in the corner, the leg breaks and he yeah. falls face right down. Right on those needles, man. All in the acupuncture needles. So I've never been, I've never really been like, I've had acupuncture several times and it never freaked me out, but seeing this kind of freaked me out because the way they were, you know, these are long ass old school acupuncture needles and they are like way, way down into his body. Yeah, they just get like pushed in, which I don't, and like, they're all bent and like. Are acupuncture needles, I thought they were like super thin. They are, yeah. So these look kind of thick. Yeah, these look like nails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's like, hammering them into his body. Right, like I mean, I feel like if this happened, yeah, it would hurt. Like, if you fell face down on some acupuncture needles. But I don't think they would, like, puncture into your body. Because they don't have enough strength to, like, take the pressure to go directly into you. If anything, I think they would break off or just bend bend over. Yeah. 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 Which, like, when you hit the ground, it would still push the part that's in you further. It would hurt. But I don't... It It was effective, though, because it was, like... I mean, when he's pulling them out, it's, like, close-ups of him pulling these big, long nails out of his chest. Yeah, Yeah. it's, It's... this might be practical. These are practical. Yeah, effects. this looks like a practical. These effect, are yeah. these are fine. It looks yeah. good. Yeah, no, and it was it got. It, it, I mean, that's that's the thing, man. Practical effects are always going to be better, and it always has right. More it of looks an effect. It on looks you. grosser. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he pulls these needles out, and then so earlier when he came in, she took his cell phone from him and stuck it on the, the shelf by the candles. On the shelf yeah. by the candles, and it starts vibrating, knocks a candle off of the shelf. Which then hits some alcohol, knocks it on the floor. That's on the ground, and cat, like the room catches on fire. He struggles out of the way and like falls. He gets just out of the way of the alcohol. It's like two feet from his face. Yep, and it goes up in bla- a blaze, and he's like laying on the floor against the wall, and he's like, "Man, that was close." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Buddha statue... The shelf breaks. Breaks, and yeah, yeah, the statue crushes his head. This one looks really bad to me. Yeah, this was a terrible CGI. Like, it just... The the blood... Yeah, the the head exploding. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anyways, it's just not... It's not good. So... It's... it's, (laughs) Continue. Okay, well, who's the next one? So now we get to Olivia. Yeah. Right? Okay, so she goes to the eye doctor. She's getting, like, LASIK surgery, basically. Yeah, so she's laying down, uh, has a teddy bear with her that she's hugging because she's terrified of this Yeah, eye she surgery. walks in and sees him on a shelf and then grabs it and she's yeah. holding it. And uh, so she's on her back, strapped down, and the doctor leaves the room. He's got her eye, like, pried open. Oh, like a speculum. He's got it, like, pulled, like, way open, you know, yeah. like, a, like clockwork orange style. And then her head is, like, cranked down in this little head holder. Yeah. Uh, so she can't move her head. Right. And the doctor leaves the room, and she starts freaking out. She scratches the eyeball off the teddy bear. Yes. And it falls on the ground. And then she tries to reach for the remote. So elaborate, man. Dude, that's what I'm telling you. These are all, like, way too complicated. Um, She reaches for the remote, knocks it off, and that turns the machine on. Yeah, right, yeah. And so... All it it takes is to push, like, the giant red button. It's like a fucking cartoon controller. Right. Like a TNT Like, lever. don't push me. <laughs> right. And it falls and it turns Lands. the laser on. Right, and so it starts... Right like, into her eyeball, starts man. Starts cut. I mean, that's where it's supposed to go. Well, yeah, but... That's not what I, <laughs> you're a real son of a bitch, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, it starts, like, burning the shit out of her eye. So she starts freaking out and flailing. 
It's uh, it's cutting into her eye. Yeah, with a laser beam. And then she like at one point she sticks her hand up and it like is cutting into her hand. It etches like a swastika into the palm of her hand. At this point, Potato and Molly have figured out. They've talked to Candyman and figured out that like how to how to survive is to replace your death with well, so, someone else's life. So the potato saw him at the death of the gymnast. We didn't talk about that earlier. He was sitting there talking to Peter, and he looks up, and he sees Tony Todd standing there in like a tux or some shit. Then Just he shows cause. up Then he shows up at uh, Isaac's death at the masseuse. Yeah. And he's, they see him, and they, and they go up to him. No, this is it's, it's at Olivia's death. He shows up because they walk. Oh up yeah, to him no. At this like, point, they just realize that everyone is dying. Yeah, that so, was supposed to die. So they they go to the eye doctor to try and find Olivia, and they're like, he, "The doctor's like, oh, she's in there, she's fine." And they go in. They hear her screaming. Yeah, and yeah, and they run in there, and she has escaped the laser, and she stands up, and she's wearing high heels. Yes, and she steps on the eyeball from the teddy bear and falls out, out the, the window, glass window. Yeah. Which, when people like. Windows don't break, dude. First of all, yeah, especially not those in a right, high-rise right. building like yeah, that. And dude. then, but I did like the way she hit the windshield of the car because yes. it was a shot from inside of the car, and she like slammed Slams and bounced the, up in the air. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then her eyeball flies out, and a car runs. <laughs> yeah, over they it. just had to show the car running over the eyeball. Stupid. Which was it looked like a grape, basically. <laughs> yeah, it, was it was like a, a, a fucking smashed grape in the middle of the street. It was literally just a CGI eyeball popping. Yeah. With so some then bad sound effects. Yeah, yeah. So that's when they. That's, That's when, when they, they see, see Tony Todd Candyman. for the you know for the second time or whatever, and for some reason the P- Mr. Potato, no, I, I got to stop saying that. Yeah, Potato. Potato goes up to him and he's like, "What's happening? Do you know what's going on? Who are you? What's All my friends are dying. Like, okay, why did he immediately?" Go ask the coroner why all of his friends are dying. Because in at the funeral, at the funeral, they walk by him and he says, "Death doesn't like to be cheated." So he's he's already Candyman has broken the ice, right? And so now he's like, and he keeps seeing. Damn it! I totally forgot about and that. And he's like, he's like, so what the fuck's up, dude? Why are you always here? What's going on? I was about to go on this big rant about how stupid it was, and now I feel <laughs> stupid myself. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, that you know, this movie is hard to follow. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's not hard to follow. It just doesn't make any sense. So he explains to him basically that when you escape death, death will chase after you unless you take someone else's life, and then you get their you remaining get, years. You get their remaining years. So okay. cool. Final destination. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we get it. Right. This is the fifth one. We understand how it final, works. final, 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 except final destination. And that's the problem with all these movies is it that. Everyone always just fucking dies in the end anyways. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether they actually kill someone and get to, like, the third one, man. They, like, survive and then they all die in the train. Yeah. Whatever. It's fucking stupid. So there's no... I mean, everyone's going to die. Yeah. So anyways, uh, from there, we'll just go through the deaths. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we I might mean, as well because... I mean, yeah. So I, That's th- basically what the rest of the movie is after the initial... Accident. Yeah, there's just everybody dying. The next one is um, fine. I like. Yeah, no, I'm. It's totally fine. I like watching people die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's totally That's cool, man. It's thing. totally cool, dude. Yeah, normal thing. Uh, so who's the next one? So, oh, okay. So we have the uh, Nathan. Nathan. He. We have the scene with Nathan, the foreman, 
uh, from the factory. He's yes. at the factory. He's arguing. This is where that guy comes back into play. He's yeah, arguing right. with his subordinate. Roy. His name's Roy. Roy. Yeah, they get yeah. into a pushing match. Of course it and is. He realize he he's like there's some shit going on. He's like, oh god, we gotta get out of here. And he like tries to grab Roy to move him. It's and he because the up, uh, there's a a big like hook like on like a crane is like coming at them and over their head. Right. And so he tries to move Roy out of the way, but Roy gets hit by the crane and it kills him. Another terrible CGI head on a crane hook. So at first it doesn't look like it kills him. Remember because he yeah, like he's like sliding down the thing. Well, and he like uh. Nathan's character like pushes pushes him back, and it almost looks like he's pushing him out of the way at first. And then a grate falls through, and he falls through too, and he's like sliding down the rope that the hook is on, or right whatever. the chain. Or and then it like cuts to like boom, boom, and he's like hanging with. And hook. so first of all, this is the sharpest, pointiest fucking hook. hook like that I've ever seen. Yeah, they're usually pretty dull. I mean, it would still like if you fell on it, it would still puncture underneath. You well, know, yeah, the skin underneath your chin, but. This was like a goddamn dagger. It yeah. went all. It goes all the way through his head. So he, he's hanging there on this this hook while this giant spike is jabbed through his yeah, head. It doesn't look good. No, no. Again, could have so used some. I mean, it would look cool with some practical effects. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, so basically, at this point, isn't this when everybody shows up at the factory? Yeah, yeah they all go to check on him because, because they realize next. he's next. Yeah. So they go to check on him. They're like, "Oh shit! Well, yeah. If you kill some, like, if somebody gets killed where you should have got killed, you get their remaining years or whatever." And then uh, the the boss, what's his name? You explained the shit out of that. No, yeah, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I don't know the boss's name. David Ketchner. Yeah, is the is the actor. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know his character name. Anyways, no. he shows up. He's like, "What's going on?" And all of a sudden, a big wrench falls into a running machine. Well, no, they say they see that he's okay, and they ask him if he killed Roy, and he's like, "Well, maybe I did." <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, "Oh, maybe I did." Well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I think I did. Right. So then he like, so it turns out that he is that he actually pushed him. Under in, the under the thing to kill him to save his own ass, basically. Right. So then the boss walks up, David Kessner's character, and they say, right when they say who's next, and then then they all turn. They and see look him walking him. in, and a wrench falls into a machine, and it shoots the wrench into his face. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool when he's laying there because that's there's a practical that, shot of him with the wrench like red, like wedged into his, his head. head. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean that the act the act of the wrench hitting his head is CGI as fuck. Yeah, yeah. It looks terrible, but when he's laying there dead, it looks cool. Uh, okay, so next we also need to say at this point the cop has been talking had been talking to him the whole time. Yeah, this cop the cops involved. It's not important. It really isn't. I know. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I don't know why it's necessary <laughs> at all to the movie. No. It doesn't need to happen at all. There's a lot of it in there. You know how I am. I get... Yeah, it's just one of those things that's like completely doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah, just screw whoever wrote this movie because like there's so much pointless shit. There is a lot in between the desk that just is... And that's like that's what's hard about... you don't develop any characters enough. It's like, here's a couple minutes with this character, now they're dead. Here's a few minutes with this character, now they're dead. Right, like, and that, that's the thing is like, we... And the whole first part of the movie is them dying. Right, <laughs> I, and I, we have to sit here and explain, try and explain this movie, and it's hard to know what needs to be talked about and what doesn't, because really none of it... Like, none of the, none of the relationships, character building... Like none of it matters. Well, there's not any character building. So no, that. and yeah, it's just all bullshit. So, <laughs> but anyways, so basically, Daniel really hated this. Uh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, Nathan, yes, he has now got 
the other guy's years and Roy's, yeah, yeah Roy's years. Uh, and now we move on to who's the next one? So well, the next now one, it's, this is so it this pretty is, much goes from uh, you got uh, Potato and Molly having dinner dinner together in the restaurant that he works at, right? And so he's terrified because he's next, right? He so he has decided. I guess this does kind of matter because this is no Peter's next. It's Peter. Yeah, next. well, Peter's going to be next, but this what does kind of matter here is that Potato has decided to take a job in Paris. Yeah, it's like a uh, an intern for a chef. Yeah, basically. he's he's gonna work for this chef in Paris at the flagship restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's discussing this with Molly over dinner after hours at the restaurant. Yeah, he asks if he can have her in to uh, make her some dinner after the restaurant closes. And so Peter shows up. So at this point, Peter has gone completely batshit. Crazy. Yes, this is where he's just like completely like flipped his switch yeah. and. Just fucking off the deep end. So he comes in and he sits down at the table with them. And at first it's like, you can tell he's like disheveled and like maybe hasn't slept and stuff. But he's like sitting there and it's like a normal conversation at first. And he talks about how unfair it is that... He knows that he's next. Yeah, and he knows... He talked about how unfair it was that Candace had to die and that anybody had to die. But Molly didn't have to because she survived the original thing. She doesn't die. So he looks at her and says something along the lines of, how is it fair that you get to live... Or something like that. Right. And then she, he, he pulls he goes, a gun on her. Well, he goes into this like long tirade about how he was like walking around the streets and he was going to kill somebody. Yeah. And he he's like, they just the opportunities just get piling up. And I thought, why should I take an innocent yeah, life yeah. whenever like you, yeah, you, you should? Yeah, basically like you should have died anyway, too. And so <laughs> he pulls... How's it fair that you Right. Didn't. So he pulls a gun out and he's going to shoot Molly. So there's this whole thing in the kitchen. Like they are chasing each other it's a stupid long drawn out like yeah. the like one billion things they that they like you have to guess which one's gonna kill who yeah oh yeah it's yeah. like they set up like a thousand different ways for someone to die yeah one of the you don't know who's gonna die or whatever blah 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 yeah yeah um and so basically what ends up happening is the cop shows up it's been investigating this stuff the whole peter time. kills the cop yeah yeah and molly's like all right you have his years Leave us alone. And he's like, but well, you saw me kill him, basically. Yeah, he's yeah. like, but yeah, now I have a witness. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend the years I just gained um, in, in prison. In prison, right. Yeah, and yeah. so then he decides he's going to kill Molly, and Potato stabs him with a meat skewer. <clears throat> yeah. Skewer. So then Potato steals his years. Yes, Potato has stole Peter's years, which is not good, because he was supposed to die. Well, I guess he stole the cop's years, right? Yeah, but oh, it's like a well, chain now, reaction. So wait Pete, a minute. Peter steals the cops' years, and then Potato steals Peter's life, so he's stolen the cops' years. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. So he, they, that's basically like the lovers have made it out alive. Right. At this point, so they they get on a plane to go. Where were they going? I can't remember where they were. Paris. Going. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. why it plays she was going to go with him. Yeah, yeah, she decides to go with him to Paris. So they get on a plane, it's like rainy and shit. And he cuts his finger. He cuts his finger on the back of the uh, the, the, the reclining chair. airline the, chair. The chair? <laughs> the, the seat? I'm just saying, I'm taking it. See, so much detail in yeah. everything. <laughs> I, I just have to make everything way more detailed than it needs to be. Uh, but, so he cuts his finger on the seat and you're like, oh shit. Right. And then... He's gonna die again. Then there's all of a sudden a ruckus... Yes. At the front of the plane. Somebody yelling and getting dragged out. And you realize it's the beginning of the first Final Destination. Yes. It's Devin Sawa from 
Final Destination 1 getting taken off of the plane, which they escaped their death on. Yes. So then the plane takes off and there's a plane, like a plane crash. Yeah. So basically the two main characters that made it out just died. Just die anyways, which, so that means, that makes no fucking sense. (laughs) So was that cop supposed to be on that? That's what I don't understand is how does that work? So the, I mean, apparently the cop was supposed to die like two weeks later anyways. Yeah. But Molly wasn't supposed to die because she didn't die. But I like it's just like it's one of those things where you say like, well, she was fated to die on that plane. But if if he if Potato was supposed to have died in the bus crash, Molly wouldn't have been on that plane. Yeah, yeah. So she wouldn't have died. Then it's just fucking. It makes no sense. Yeah. So that so I, I was reading that 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 article once again. I'm gonna bring it up. They were talking about how the twist ending was so good, and I was like. No, there's way too many gaps in what's going on here. Like, Seth, I understand what they tried to do that would have been cool if they could have made it work, but Seth they did points, not. Seth Points got so excited. About the ending? Yeah. Oh, Seth. He was like, so I, I don't know if it was fake or not, but he was like, see, it's the first movie. Oh, whoa! Yeah, yeah, he was totally it, freaking it, out about it. I, but like in a joking way. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Seth, I need to know if you were doing that in a joking way or e- not. Email us. Hey, shoot us an email. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm like, that's why I was talking about like a plot hole is like, if she's not supposed to die, then why does she die? So it makes no fucking sense. Just like every other Final Destination movie. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter what you do, you die. Every character dies (laughs) in every Final Destination movie. Which is fine. I guess that's why people keep coming back, but... Yeah, but they made five of those fucking things, man. Yeah, they did, and I guess Didn't one I, of them had I mean, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, in it, or was that Saw? I don't remember. That was Saw was because Saw. he was like glued to a chair in a car, and he would like ripped his back off yeah, trying to get out. I remember stuff. that scene. Uh, so, yeah, I just like I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't. So Final Destination, at least they're like they kind of are like trying to do away with like the trope of like a final girl, um, or like people. Like the happy ending or whatever, but it's still it's been done a million times before. Yeah, though. but it's just like it's one of those things. Like everybody always dies, and it's like it's just fucking like I don't know, what happened just, again? Just have another Final Destination movie. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I guess like pe- yeah, people same lost, plot, same ending. People lost their shit because it's like same a big, characters, big dude. circle. It's all the same characters. Yeah, in every movie. just different people. Stereotypical horror movie characters. So let what is. You're stab rating on this. Two. That is brutal. Yeah, did not. Three. Didn't like it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not. The effects were terrible. The plot was terrible. The writing was terrible. I mean, the directing wasn't that bad, but I guess it wasn't like, I mean, it, there was, it was like a potato again. I could compare the director to a potato. Right, it was just yeah. boring, bland. Like, yeah, and it wasn't shot at like a twenty-two and a half degree angle. <laughs> I love the that whole shit. Thing. Now, now, if I'm not if I'm not watching a movie with solar flares <laughs> and an uneven horizon, I'm just not into it. Well, I feel like he he probably like looked that up and was like, "What's the best angle to film a movie?" Twenty-two degrees. Uh, twenty-two degrees, man. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I just like and like this wasn't bad in an enjoyable way, like some movies are. So yeah, no, this one was a. Uh, like you, like you said, man, there's no there's no detail to the plot that matters. Like, so, what are you even supposed to really talk about other than just people dying? Right, and that's the point of these movies. But well, like, that's the point of this podcast, but I still like to talk about some yeah, of that the, stuff Yeah, the ideas behind know? it. And, you know, like, and this is, like, where it gets weird because, like, Final Destination 3, I watched it a couple months ago, so it's not, like, fresh in my mind or whatever, but, like, if I had to give it a stab rating, I would probably give it, like, a 
six or yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it was like I re- I remember watching it and being like, and enjoying it and thinking yeah, it yeah. was fun. This well, one, I think this one was on a noticeably smaller budget as well. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I I feel like it was. Maybe, I, but yeah, just like I mean, I this felt like just such a push and like at like just trying to make something and like there just wasn't any like conviction in any yeah. of it. Like it wasn't anything that anyone was passionate yeah. about or like. <laughs> It was See, just, I'll get it. just this piece of shit movie that was churned out. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, no, I mean, like I said, a three for me because I think I I liked the death scenes a little better than you did, even though they were a little uh, overly enhanced with CGI. But I think that they did some cool stuff. Like I said, I loved the gymnast death. The uh, the boss, David Kessner's character, getting killed by the hot tar was cool. Like, so I'll give it a two on this on that portion of the stab scale, but. Mm-hmm. One on I'm gonna go with the one on enjoyability. Yeah, so, dude, literally the best part of this movie was the credits at the end where they showed all the deaths from the other. <laughs> yes, Final Destination it was. Movies. That was the best part. It yeah. was more entertaining than the whole like rest of the movie. Yeah. I also want to mention that there's like 13 minutes worth of credits at the beginning of this. Dude, it, I mean that's it, an exaggeration, but it's long as fuck. You literally get through like 40 minutes of the movie before the opening scene is yeah. done. Yeah, and credit opening credits. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really long. Just a bunch of names and like it's ladders. Just, it, it's, and it's names breaking through glass, and then random like, like objects. Piece of objects will fly like, through again. With them. It was supposed to be three D, so they were just nailed doing, it basically like a three D. Really stupid <laughs> uh, in two D. So I yeah. mean, I don't even know that I would have enjoyed it. Any did not of it in three D. It did not carry over to two D. Well, well, I mean, that's that's the thing. The reason I don't like three D movies is because it. Like everything looks fake in 3D movies. Well, not so much now with with 3D technology that gives movies depth. You can watch that those in 2D and they're fine. Like, yeah, but, but when it's like back a, then, when, it, when a movie was specifically back then, made, 2011. Yeah, but this was when like when they started making 3D movies. It was yeah, it was just one of those things where they just like they specifically shot scenes to have things come out of the screen yeah, at yeah. you. Yeah, whereas now it's like. It's three dimensional in like the whole environment. They're is trying to make it more of an experience. Like I still don't like it. I don't like. 3D. It depends on what it is. Like if it's done. I mean, I post, would... if it's done post production, there's a huge difference between movies that are done in post productions and movies that are shot in in three D. So I saw. I've seen two movies recently in three D. I saw The Force Awakens in three D post production, and I saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them post production, which is fine, but they were still. It's just like. There's this thing about, like, when I go watch a movie like that, and it's, like, this big, like, fake world that they've created, like, I want to be able to see all the details in what's gone into that. And when you watch it in 3D, there's one point that's in focus, and everything else is three-dimensional, but it's out of focus. Okay, see, now, I understand what you're saying, but whenever I saw Avatar in IMAX in 3D, it felt like I was, like... Because it was shot... In 3D. in 3D, yeah, that's that's the point I was trying to make. Right, I mean, and and so I'm just getting tired of them taking movies and just like slapping 3D on it. Oh, yeah, and it's not. I don't think it's done quite as much. There for a while, it was like everything that came out had to have a 3D, 3D run. Yeah. yeah, and I like I don't know. Like Some I don't want to see good. like Some Batman. I don't want to see Batman versus Superman in 3D. Like so, I'm just like I saw Man of Steel in 3D and it was nauseating. Yeah, and like I just like mainly because of Zack Snyder. <laughs> Dude, I love Man of Steel. 
I, I actually enjoy Man of Steel. Man of Steel Man, was, was really Zach, good. I like Zack Snyder's visual. Let's not get into okay, the Zack yeah. Snyder <laughs> conversation okay, yeah. here. That's a different podcast altogether. Yeah, so, I mean... Not this one. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but... Next week, we're going to do The Abomination with Seth Points. Yeah, Seth Points is going to come in and do an episode with us. We're going to do The Abomination. He's been begging for it since... Dude, literally since, like, episode two, I think, probably. Yeah, yeah he's been wanting to do it. So we're going to do it with him. We're going to... I mean, I'm just going to let you know right away, it's probably the worst movie ever made. It's it's, it's uh, like close to Mano's Hands of Fate. <clears throat> the portions of it that I've seen are pretty terrible. Yeah, it's really I mean, bad. It's, it's obviously some dude with a camera in like 1983 went out <laughs> and made this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like my mom with her giant fucking camcorder. The with JVC. Like, it's like dual tapes right. for extra long five-hour recording time. Dude, it's going to be pretty brutal. But... I, there's a lot of practical effects. Yeah, and you, like you never know, some, man. We some it, gross shit. We may love it. Yeah, it's possible. So I hope we do because I don't know. Texas Chainsaw was a fun one to do, I guess. Yeah, and so was Cabin Fever. Yeah, Cabin. I Fever. mean, honestly, we've done this movie was probably the biggest disappointment of any of the movies we've done so far. I think so too, man. Um, I really think yeah. so too. Except maybe Carnosaur, which we didn't even do the episode yeah. on. That was one stab rating. Yeah. Zero. Uh, I would give it a zero. I don't even think it's. Yeah, I mean, it was awful. It's funny because I remember loving that shit when I was a kid, and now I did not enjoy it. Yeah. Well, so, okay. so uh, I guess that's it for this episode, man. It, it, thanks for checking us out. The however many of you, less than ten, I would assume. Uh, you can email us. Yeah. Gorgab1985 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Gorgab Podcast and get at us. I can't believe I just said that. Just do something. Do something. Jesus Christ. Seth Points, we love you, buddy. You'll be here next week, and uh, that'll be fun. You'll be here next week. We can't wait to have you. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. I don't know what that voice was. Me either. That was weird. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I can't wait for Seth to be here. I (laughs) I get so excited about Seth Points. Uh, It's like a sick fucking goat. I'm I'm just going to keep saying his name over and over again. Uh, and that'll be the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Seth points. Cleaning out. Cleaning out? <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. If this podcast doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And Brennan, have you ever wondered what your favorite director directed when he wasn't busy directing the great things that he directed? Say directed more. Directed. What Sergio is trying to say is that this month on Scream 101, a horror review podcast, every weekend we will be reviewing the first film in a famous director's filmography. That he directed. But there's a twist. What twist might that be? These directors aren't known for horror movies, but their (gasps) first films were horror movies. Dun dun dun. Directed. Find us on cupholderradio.com or on the podcast app every weekend. Scream 101 Podcast. <laughs>